Hello, this is a D&D podcast. It's explicit. And if you were to try to censor all of our swear words, you would die trying. Welcome to Die Trying Podcast. Wow, gonna, the most energetic we're podcast. We're going to slow it down today <laughs> with a nice, <laughs> nice and easy postmortem. Oh, nice and easy, nice and breezy. Oh, man, what a... And then you're going to die! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man, welcome, welcome. I'm Zach Smith, your dungeon master. What's going on, guys? I'm Blake, your humble design servant. Hey, I'm Will. <laughs> oh, hey Will. Are How's you it going? going? Hi Will. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't know. Are you Will? <laughs> I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Identity crisis yeah. just uh, incoming. God damn. Way. What up? It's your boy Santi, the man behind the sound. And hey everyone, I'm Luke and I'm the guy behind the music. Ooh. Ooh. Oh shit. Well, well, y'all, episode 26 is in the books. That makes one full year of recording and Ooh. we thought we'd chit chat about it here in this postmortem golf club golf club we're all clapping away from the mic (laughs) yes so we don't hurt anyone's ears yeah we're all clapping (laughs) enthusiasm out the window yeah for those who couldn't hear that was will saying uh we're all clapping oh my gosh yes (laughs) immediately he was five feet away from the mic Uh, no one's wearing headphones do we need headphones dude we're fucking fine we're fine just just eat the microphone god damn it i can't hear anyone (laughs) i'll just cut it (laughs) i'll just cut this whole part um god damn y'all that was quite the session and quite that first arc that was a very fun place to end it for for that first section of the story never saw any of it coming <laughs> except for the parts you told me to prepare for but besides that <laughs> I think the, yeah, there were a lot of things that like you know that were surprising overall but i think the most surprising was that we faced an actual dragon in a dungeon yeah and lived to tell that, the tale yeah i think the most surprising was victor being a bad guy but under this guise of of this little old guy with the with Kane walking around, who felt so bad for him. That was, I mean, yes, dragons, very surprising. Oh, yeah. Dungeons, <laughs> unexpected. But I, Victor kind of threw me for a loop, dude. I, when you kind of revealed it uh, or spelled it out for us, essentially, I forget which episode, I was taken back. I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. Like, that's the type of twist that I love to see in a movie, and it happened to us, and it, it really just hit home. So I hope the viewer kind of got to see that too it was just exciting yes and i want to build off of that just the way that you did it too because from what i remember it was just a we're all like wait where's victor like you just took advantage of like us you know being immersed and so enthralled in everything else that you're doing that this character that ended up being a big deal we just like didn't even notice and that that just like tied so well well like how he basically stole the hollow cube piece oh, from Ahara. Right. You asshole. <laughs> we just <laughs> fell right into your plan. So I'm re-listening to it all right now uh, to go back and try and make sure everything's relatively consistent story-wise. Uh-huh. And it was very fun to listen to parts where uh, like we're on the ship and we're headed to Noxus and it's the first it, it's right after Spirak and Saito 
go into a portal and talk to Cassandra. And the only one asking questions is Otto, is Victor being mm-hmm. like, who did you talk to? Who, who are you talking to? Cassandra? Interesting. And then an episode or two later, that's when we're in the hospital and Victor is there and Cassandra shows up and he's like, perfect. Uh, this is exactly what I need to like make my plans go forward. So I'm glad that he was a surprise bad guy because that was the plan the whole time. I was yeah. sitting there trying to be like, he's trying to weasel in and get certain information on all of you to uh, move forward with whatever he's doing. I will say I felt like there was like one time I, I can't fully remember if Victor like tried to ask Robin like something. I don't know. I remember just like Victor or a conversation with someone and I was a part of me was like, what's this guy looking for? But then like you're like, oh, no, he's just like trying to help his daughter. And I was like, oh, right. he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good good guy. He's a bad fucking guy. Yeah, he's not great. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't think it's come up yet in any of the episodes, but him being called Otto or versus Victor is, in my head, he was trying to come up with like an alias in the dream world versus the the real world, but then came to the conclusion that it didn't matter that much. It didn't stick. Bad nickname. Bad nickname. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah. That's that's why if anyone's confused out there, if uh, Otto and Victor are two different people, they're they're the same person. He was just trying to. It's an interesting dynamic because mm. us as characters are two completely different people that sometimes don't even understand the crossover. But Victor Mendelski is one person and one consciousness, so that is quite the dynamic, sir. Yeah, I th- I just off of that, I I agree. It's it's hard to balance the two characters in like the two different worlds that like we're dancing between at at times between the dream realm and the and the real world it is i hadn't thought about that that victor is literally just able to play both sides all of the time because he knows everything that's happening which kind of (laughs) sucks i will say i also have an opportunity to do that too a little bit you do a little a little except now yeah and i'm stuck in the both are stuck in the dream realm now right yeah yeah, that'll be fun to bring Hawks back into the story because he's totally been doing something. Uh, oh, I bet he is. Yeah, <laughs> that's been fucking shit up in Robin's yeah. name. I uh, thought we would run into him honestly in like the Sumerian Trench in the Nightmare Realm area. Like, mm, I, I felt like he might have popped up there, but well, we don't know where his uh, yeah. villainy aligns. You know, he, he basically popped out, let a bunch of people out, and then was like, yeah, "I'm like, like peace, peace." <laughs> He's, I mean, he, he seems, seems like pretty bad. He's working yeah. with like a hag. He seems pretty like chaotic evil from what's happened so far. He he did he did get that note from the hag. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we did get a little bit of info. Mm-hmm. So we've got a full year in the books here. Uh, from the very beginning, character wise, to where y'all are now. How are you guys feeling about where Spirak and Robin and Saito and Dozer are? Like how the, how the character growth has gone. What, what's going on in your heads? You know, I feel like I'm doing a lot more than just billowing my cape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been I doing damage lately. Been tossing out some fucking fat little fireballs there, boy. Yeah. Some nice, nice little damage here and there, you know. Some beefy spells happening. You also yeah. have like a fuck ton of HP for a wizard. I'm kind of thank you for a wizard. I'll yeah. bet. Yeah, but in terms of like, in terms of like Saito himself, like the character, the centralization of like of Pernelius being you and so involved and like so important to the dream realm like what do you make of that as to like where we are now Will? I mean I don't know I kind of floated I feel like I I feel like you and me talked about this as like 
a potential concept before. Yeah. But this was like a very long time ago. Mm. Oh, so you knew this prior to the campaign. So you've known this the whole time. There was a lot of ideas that I was just like, oh, it'd be cool if like this or it'd be cool like this or this. And then he just kind of made his own with whatever I threw at him. I didn't, I mean, I didn't see this coming. Wow. Well, that's, that's an insight that I didn't know. I thought it was also a surprise to you that you were the essence of Pernelius. I mean, it was a surprise, but I wasn't, it wasn't like... We had started throwing... The, there was. I knew there was the potential of this yeah, happening. Yeah, the potential of it started coming out when uh, Isla Dave showed up is when we we start seeing... It was like, okay, what did happen to this grand arch wizard that started the dream world? And it comes to full realization uh, at the end of this last episode. And also the very first time that we get to see our true big baddie, Enmar say something for the first time which that was that was so much fun on my end watching all of you should start I, to freak out should I, yeah i'm sure <laughs> the, the room smelled like absolute dog shit because we were just pooping everywhere yeah did you describe what Inmar looked like yes he was he was essentially just a humanoid basically a human covered in a like a dark black hole of a body his body was completely wrapped in like a dark cosmos with two white eyes Okay, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Saito is probably the fucking main character of this story, considering yeah. he's one of the founders, or his essence is one of the founders of the dream and nightmare realm. Yeah, I, but like you, all of you guys are the main characters here. Yeah, you mean that? You promise? I want to say Saito is a main character, and also like I just have like his essence in me, but right. it's not like I am him. It's kind of like you are. Let's say in terms of value, Saito is extremely valuable if dozer died w- whatever but if saito died yeah but like, pernelius was already him. like technically dead was he not so if saito dies it's no different than kind of how it's already been right as far as we know i guess i mean but it also like pernelius is technically dead like right. he's inside yeah. of me unconscious and i have just been alive but it's not like saito has been doing something to like keep this world going or whatever mm-hmm. if saito has gone then he's gone yeah, well, yeah it, it also raises the question a little bit like for me of we know that Saito was like the last one on on his island and the last plasmoid and the last thing that like Cornelius had a direct influence on that we know of but that's just the thing that we know of like how many other things potentially have Cornelius's essence just yeah. even a little bit I mean we don't know scattered throughout and I don't so know. I'm I'm very interested to see how that all continues to unfold like the more we get into this quest and like the further we get into finding more about the princes of darkness and like actually getting closer to Otto Victor um, and to Enmar. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's unpack a little bit of Spirax adventures with his father and the mm. notebook and the crossover there. That's kind of from the beginning been something that you're like looking for a resolve in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something, you know, Spirak, the goal from the beginning was, dad's missing like I gotta find him and so then when it became clear that his dad was alive just somewhere else out there it just became a a mission continuing the mission but like delving deeper into like how to get where he is like finding him and actually like reuniting that's that's great but we gotta like figure out exactly where where he went to like to get from the dream realm to the real world and and trying to solve basically now what happened so that so that Spirak can do what he can to to hop realms and actually reunite his dad or like or get his dad to like hop realms back or something but it's there's been a lot of momentum for Spirax's story i feel like and there's been a whole lot of progress in terms of like the 
the branches of it. But I also at the same time feel like there's there's still a whole lot more that like hasn't been it hasn't fully been like realized a little bit like we got we got the peak at like we went to Thorad and we got the look in the introduction to the family but then we like very quickly went from Thorad to Isle of Dave slash blank Isle so uh I'd I'd be curious like if we get back to Thorad what that looks like post Isle of Dave and post Nightmare Realm shenanigans (laughs) um but also yeah actually getting the reunite of Spirag and, and Zero uh, and all of that. I will say that whenever listening to uh, you know Zero story or uh, Spirak or I'm drawing a blank on your human character name. Shane. No, Dr. Tupper. No, oh, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shane Tupper. Shane Tupper. <laughs> um, whenever I'm listening to it, like it feels so much like a fledged out story that like I'm immersed in this character background so heavily that like anytime we're there I feel like I've already known so much Mm. about their journey and that's just like a compliment to like you and your backstory and everything that you've put into your character because it just brings me into it thank you I I do appreciate that I mean that's something that coming into this whole campaign that was something that I really wanted to make sure that I had yeah was a pretty solid idea of of what Spirak was about uh, coming into it and like whatever story he had that's kind of why I did the whole thing of creating Thorad it was like I I have the idea for the character but I want more and so coming up with the world and the family on his end was I think that was pretty essential just for figuring out exactly what I would play him for sure yeah also you jumping in to Thorad and having people try disgusting food <laughs> that wasn't like normal for your family and for your kind to eat you yep. just wanted to have people suffer through just it kind of fuck with you it was because so funny <laughs> So you're on a you're on a bug planet. Like yeah. how can I just mess with you, <laughs> fuckers? I think that was the first time we started to see a little bit of like maybe the chaotic evil or the chaotic neutral. That a little bit of the chaotic was gonna yeah. come out uh, in later episodes, right? Or maybe a little interesting. Yeah, that's fun. And I I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think the last time that we saw Zeril was uh, episode fourteen, maybe the hospital. I think it was yeah, in Robin. Por- I think it was in the portal. Yeah, it, was, it was in Noxus because there was a portal where Ruben was talking to Robin and Zeril talked That's to right. you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 You too. Yep. So the last time that we see him or Cassandra or Robert Tupper was in the uh, ambulance as they were driving away. And so who knows where they're all at. Yeah. A uh, little fun thing, side note of all of that. I was uh, getting coffee at uh, Cosmic Coffee over here in Northeast, and some guy was wearing a Die Trying Pod shirt, Whoa. and guy was like, oh, not not the guy. I oh, was. I was. I like, was. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. The guy sorry. recognized I was like, you. Guy <laughs> this guy was wearing our shirt. Was like, uh, oh, nice shirt. I, really cool. I was like, oh, thanks. This is my buddies in ours podcast. And he was like, yeah, I, I think I, I recognize it. So uh, we're getting some local recognition, boys. Hell yeah. Nice. Very cool. That's super fun. That's awesome. Shout out to you, random stranger in the coffee shop. He also complimented my whole fit. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Did he have, was he working there? No. Oh, okay. Sweet. Because the guy that works there is a very nice dude. Oh, he's so great. (laughs) Well, uh, alrighty. How about about you, Blake? How are you looking at Dozer from uh, the beginning point to now? Dozer's interesting. I think probably the most, like, interesting <sighs> single character storyline we've had so far in terms of, like, all of the actual events. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, I'm looking more at 
Dozer's character line and his motives in terms of his dual class a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like event-wise, those are just how we handle the situations, which are fun and usually fucking chaotic, and I sometimes do zero damage, and Mm -hmm. sometimes I do a lot of it. Um, No in-between. Barbarian problems. Barbarian (laughs) problems. Um, But what I'm really interested in for Dozer is this dynamic of the dual class of bard or barbarian or a mix of both um, and I think it has a lot to do with how Joel is interacting and what he's doing in the real world right now he's fending for his life I very much didn't know how I was going to handle Dozer from the beginning whether he was going to lean more into the musical the charismatic the bard side or if he was going to lean into the heroic uh, save your life and be a hero side um, and because of the turn of events with the shit hitting the fan in the world I leveled him up um, in favor of the barbarian instead of the bard let's say it was the it, life was a little bit more leisurely and there was time to actually play an instrument I would have led into the bard no matter the the bonuses or the features or traits that you you get from leveling up but I honestly I don't even think I have in the real world I don't even think I have my flute so damn I, that's kind of something that's like driving the motives of Dozer a little bit. So it's. Do you have the flute in the dream realm since you died? I, yeah, yeah. He always have. He used yep. it to spark his rage against the dragon. He he unsheathed it, twirled it, and put it back in his yeah. sheath. It's it's present. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. That's one thing that I'm not really using a lot of. And as my personal preference of all the D&D campaigns that we've played together at Zach um, I've always been kind of an in, in, in your face fighter and you know let me take some damage and like save the team and be here out a little bit but I really do want to lean into the characteristics of a bard and do damage from far and you know enhance the abilities of my comrades and shit like that it's just a I find it a little difficult you know leveraging a bonus action to cast something or using an action. Now I have two actions, which would be great. As you guys know, you can't you know cast a spell when you're raging. So there's like casting a bunch of spells and then running forward and then bonus action rage. That's kind of the that's kind of the play right now. But right. I, I really want to find that balance in utilizing the the bard side of me a little bit. Hmm. So I'm interested in your guys' input. On that it's too. a very interesting situation, yeah, because you have two very different classes that you're multi-classing as. Like, yeah, the in-your-face barbarian or like the the bard is very much a support type class most of the time. So yeah, I mean, it it's really just like a strategy based on the battle kind of thing if you can. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I hadn't really noticed that you were basing like Dozer's performance or actions off of like how Joel was feeling in the in the real world a little bit but like now that you point that out like that's glaringly obvious mm. which is just a testament to like how well you like role play and how well you're able to role play like both sides of the same character incredibly mm-hmm. well I appreciate that yeah lovely stuff lovely stuff darling it's been very cool to uh, uh, kind of watch and uh, see how it progresses Blake because this is the first time that I've had someone multi-class in a campaign that I've run. Really? So, yeah, I've never we've never done that. Uh anyone who's kind of thought about it has shied away from it because you can't become a level twenty character. Exactly. You you are level three bard and level seventeen barbarian mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So uh some people just really want to get that level twenty god thing that the character would get. Mm. So I'm super curious to see where 
ends up for you, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, like I said, I, I think I want to start to lean a little bit more into the to the bard. So I hope you guys start to see that on the horizon of these new episodes as well. I uh, I love Zach just being like, like to see where it's gonna go. Full knowing he's probably gonna just try to kill you the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time I don't know if Zach is trying to or if the dice are just like, well, we know that it's Blake. So here's a twenty. So here's a twenty. <laughs> well, they are trying to bulldoze across him. Yeah. <laughs> Most people call me the dozer. If you fight me, you will get run over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actively going after him all the time. It. It is uh, just some of the time. <laughs> just some well, of the time. We talked about this. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Appropriately, if a if a monster or a character is taking damage from something, your reaction is going to be to inflict damage back upon them, yeah. rather than the innocent bystander in the corner, a little plasmoid that's tossing fireballs. And Dozer's got a big mouth, so it, like, makes well, sense. Well, no, the, yeah. the dragon he did. hit. Talk the, shit, get hit. The no dragon and big. Azazel did Zico. both try to kill me for a while. <laughs> they did. And they yeah. both almost did kill me. Yeah, but who are the two characters that were creating mage hands to flip everyone off and also <laughs> just keep pissing off the dragon, calling him a chicken and shit? Like, you guys are very in my face, and I have to go after you. You started it, you chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're there for. We're... We're the tanks. We're the tanks. Aren't you a tank just because of one item? Yeah, pretty You're much. More HP. Yeah. You have more HP than you should. It's really funny. It's, it's honestly yeah, only like 10 more HP, though. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, 10 HP fucking matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 yeah, HP yeah, is I'm just up. good at yeah. keeping things away from me as well. Yeah, it, I eat just by away. letting me take the damage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, teleporting them away. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it, it's crazy playing a campaign with this many people because it is so difficult to put someone down. Which is why I I enjoy having the duality of like people playing humans because you're squishy and it's not like I'm throwing a beholder at you or something where you're gonna die immediately. Mm-hmm. But it right. brings that level of oh shit, I might die versus you guys fighting an ancient dragon. And being like, you're you're a chicken. I'm gonna eat you later. <laughs> Our pants should be leaving a little wet. Yeah, and it, it's just very difficult. I I'm pretty sure that I've only put down uh, just Dozer. I don't think any of you have gone down to do death saving throws. No, no. except for Dozer. And then yeah. the humans are a different story. But uh, uh, Cassandra did go down. Human, human. Oh, right. You said yeah, human. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to actively like put you guys down all the time, but then uh-huh. when I am, uh-huh. I still can't. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I, I went after Spearak uh, when you guys yeah. were trying to fend off the onslaught. Yep. And at the end of it, I knew that I was gonna be like, oh, I can't go after you, but uh, he would know that until he actively tried to kill you. I lucked out in that sense because you hit me like all three times that Azazel was going after me. Yeah. But you had such low damage rolls yep. that I was able to stay standing. I, I literally went into that, I think, with 10 hit points God and damn. came out of it with six. So if God I had damn. just gone with the medium damage that you brought, I probably would have put, put you down. Yeah. And I jump back and forth between hitting you at the, the average damage that the attacks hit with or actively rolling. It depends on how many people I'm trying mm-hmm. to juggle mm. because it's a lot quicker to just be like, you get hit with 19 damage. You get hit with 20 damage. 
and I'm not picking the same damage every time. Like I've moved the number up and down. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like, ah, it, it scrapes you versus actually plunging into your chest or whatever. DM things. DM right. things. That's how, that's how I kind of, uh, take on combat. Cause I definitely, I miss stuff all the time. I, <laughs> oh yeah. We, I mean, but I mean, that's also just like part of the fun. Like we're so entranced in it that no one's sitting here being like, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> and if you are, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love you sometimes. Oh, my mom, every rule, time rule she's lawyers listening, she's place. like, uh, actually in D&D. No, I'm just kidding. My mom doesn't <laughs> know <mom>. shit. <laughs> That's funny. Love you, mom. Um, Actually, let's talk about Robin's arc. Ooh. Uh, what up? It's your boy, Starform Archer. What up? It's your boy, <laughs> Starform Archer. You're the one with like the most interaction, I think, so far between all three different realms of characters. Yes, which has been super interesting because very much coming into this, you know, my first campaign, I'm like, all right, sweet, one character. So it's been like a whole <laughs> different like ball game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> learning D&D while also trying to simultaneously, you know, role play multiple people. But um, I was talking to Zach the other day, like I found like a real comfortable spot with where they are right now because it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off of me having them both in the same place and just hot swappable. Like if I want to play one, I'll play it and not having that interaction where they're separate almost helps me play them together better, which I like. But one thing I was thinking about was, oh man, I just lost it. Uh, it was something about Dozer. Mm-hmm. Um, how were it? Your domestic partnership. Yeah. Mm, that is a great part. Uh, I do love me my domestic partner. You know, my you sister know. sent me a message the other day, and she was like, "How could you not tell me you're in a domestic partnership with Dozer <laughs> when I came and sat in on the party?" <laughs> oh yeah, that had happened when she sat in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's funny. Uh, which was just a great little tidbit. But we were focused on some other things during that episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I've just really been loving kind of kind of figuring out where both. Robin and Ruben's like not loyalties but where his goals lie because this hasn't been like talked about but like um, in part of the creating of Robin's backstory um, he was dreamt up while Ruben was in prison so he hasn't existed for very long in the dream realm uh, as other characters have had their people so he doesn't know much about himself either so like for where he you know he's a nomadic druid but in my head, it's because he also doesn't know, or it's just like a lack of, um, which I like that it gives me options forever down the road to do kind of what I want, um, or like where his like story will go. Cause it's like not told yet. Very cool. But yeah, I've just been loving playing both of them and it's been super fucking fun. That was Ruben. Super. I was actually going to make a comment about that. The con- Too slow. The contrast. Well, <laughs> it's actually a perfect segue. The contrast between Robin and Ruben in terms of the commentary is so <laughs> fucking funny. It's amazing. Like, watching you go from Robin like, okay, come on, guys. Let's go, Dozer. Let's get after him to what the fuck yeah. is going on? Oh, my God. I was just kidding. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's not at all because I don't know what to do. No, exactly. That's the no, best it's, part. It's a big part of like that. Like you being in the fucking nightmare realm and finding it so difficult to help someone mm-hmm. is so real, even though it's so frustrating. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, stop being a little bitch Ruben just do it fuck you just do it we're gonna die here it's it's normal for all the rest of us because we are dream realm characters but Ruben 
just literally so, being plopped into that environment so from well a nightmare into yeah. another nightmare and <laughs> this man is just being brought along for the ride and not to mention like his whole arc started with zero and a fucking yeah. hag yep. like this man has not had a moment of reprieve in the fucking what months that this has been taking place yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. He's it's, had a hard go at it. It's yeah. impressive. You're role playing it very well. Thank yeah, you very much. You Which like that also like ties in like me learning these characters and like what I want to do and stuff. Also like not knowing that's Ruben also being like a part of me being like, I don't fucking know like <laughs> shit. Um, which helps me just like play into it so much easier. You know, you take a little aspect of yourself and you throw it in there. Yep. It's so entertaining to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a compliment. Um, someone that was listening to an episode, they were like, yeah, that whole eight minute or the eight, 80 years and eight seconds or yeah. whatever. To like that. They really liked that. They were like, that was so cool. That was it, just when I was editing and putting scoring to it, like putting music to it. That was one of my favorite like bits to just oh, like, yeah. I was like, cool. I can just cut everything here because <laughs> someone, it might've, it might've been me. It might've been you. Were I think you it was the one Blake. doing the ticking clock? I might have. I thought you added that. No. I, <laughs> I didn't add that. That was in. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Because oh, I don't great. remember doing that, but um, it could have been anyone. Fuck, I won't take credit. There's there's so many, like, little sounds and stuff that you put in, Luke, that are fucking great. Like, there was one where I, I made a joke about the Star Wars sound, the, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh my yes. God. I put that in. By that so far good. the favorite. Yeah, the, seriously. The Wilhelm scream. That's yeah. It for, I mean, for someone who, like, I listen to make a point to listen to movie soundtracks and like mm -hmm. pick up on as much shit as I can like yeah. of what's oh. going on in the background folly of, of TV yeah. and folly and everything like that yeah uh, the second you mention Star Wars Scream I go I just immediately know <laughs> I need to find it and I'm putting it in yes alright it's, it's it's all the other little things that you do too I just listened to the episode where the humans are introduced and Joel is getting bullied by tray in the school and you're mm. just doing like locker slams yeah, in the yeah. background and I was like that that just adds so much to it and even like if even if it's not something that you are making exactly or finding someone that makes death metal flute music <laughs> get the fuck out of town yeah, Luke like, the production hard. quality is is very impressive I was telling him the other week I was like yeah I try to refrain from listening to the episodes like during the cut because I want to wait for my full like immersive mm. into it being and you know that's really hard when you're one of the fucking editors but yeah, right. <laughs> I, I get real excited waiting for like knowing like okay i know what this sounds like but i know it's gonna go from you know a seven in my head to a fucking ten in my head once luke get that audio on there because yeah, thank you yeah i mean it's a lot of a lot of like just finding the right the right feeling overall like with the music that's going behind it and so you know the feedback is great love love it and we just keep getting better at it too because those first couple episodes are fucking hard to listen yeah. to now <laughs> it's so true anyone who's stuck through those thank you because yeah. oh god which, which is so funny because originally this was brought up as oh yeah it'd be so fun to re-listen to our our campaign and now it's like oh god those first episodes ooh. So yeah. I got to episode 6 and I was like thank, thank the lord I'm here it, it, it gets a lot better at, at that point my brother has been uh, popping our stickers around Rochester, Minnesota. Yeah. He sent me a few pictures every time he drops one. I'm like, nice. Fuck yeah. Yo, I saw our stickers popping up in London and Iceland, man. They're fucking <laughs> <laughs> they're getting all over the place. International. <laughs> Your best international D&D &D podcast here. Yeah. You heard it here. <laughs> it, is, folks. it is. Um, 
uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think about what what's to come. Uh, what what are your predictions Ooh. about where the story is going to go? Well, there's going to be a crossover of Victor and the Hollow Cube pieces. Either we are going to get all three of them, or Victor is. It's ah. something's going to happen. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, we have one. He has two. Fuck you, you, you. Well, yeah. In in my head, it all ends with Victor and Otto merging into some monstrous blob for some reason together oh. that they just like combine their entities and just create some sort of Doc Ock crazy villain-esque thing. Him, so him like caving into like all of the evil shit that he's like been employing. Yeah. Basically. Okay. My best description to it would be if anyone played the Spider-Man 64 game of course when Doc Ock and Carnage combine oh okay just yeah. fucking monstrous Damn. and yeah. died so many times of that shit don't give Zach <laughs> ideas Santi. that's exactly what I'm trying to do here no he's gonna fucking kill us <laughs> Zach play Spider-Man on Spider-Man 64 <laughs> yeah you I'm gotta fully struggle, immerse yourself. Struggle I'm, through it. Yeah, I'm playing Lords of Fallen right now, so it's fucking horror central with Will, <laughs> where we just keep dying over and over to monsters. Oh shit! I forgot Will was here. <laughs> yeah, hey, Will. Will. Uh, Will smoked too much weed before the episode. <laughs> no, no, he's vibing, dude. It's been a long day. I'm tired. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, you smoked too much weed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm chilling. We like to tease each other here. No, fuck you guys. You promise? <laughs> you promise? <laughs> yeah. But when or, where? Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, I think it's absolutely fucking crazy that we've been recording a year. Yeah. 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 So when this is uh, being released, um, we're well past our recording anniversary, but probably our release anniversary as well. It seems like it's been multiple years just because of the amount of work. We've talked about this a little bit. And the campaign, too. It's just yeah. like so much has happened, too, that you're like, oh, wait, what the fuck happened a year ago? It's a pretty beefy storyline. Yeah. 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 But Phenomenal. It, it kind of makes your head explode with like how long Critical Role's been going for some of those campaigns. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, can't imagine. I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's their, probably their only job. It, oh, no, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they're part of it other is, projects, it too. Yeah, yeah they're, they're voice actors. actors. They're all voice actors. Fucking crazy. And, like, they, they play, like, fucking seven-hour sessions, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, four, four to five. Uh, they live stream four to, yeah, four to five or something Nad, like that. Yeah. Nadpod's first campaign was 100 episodes. That's fucking two and a half years. I think, yeah. It yeah. took them a long time. It might have taken them, like, three years. Yeah. Well, because you're coming out with extra stuff too. Four uh, years time uh, at this rate, we'll be at uh, episode 100, and we'll finally hit 2,000 followers on hey, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, oh, followers are just numbers. We care about the emotional support here. My We're just here to have fun. My coworker D&D. also stopped yeah. me and was like, "I'm all caught up." Found it on Audible. I was like, oh, no shit. We're on there? Okay. Oh. Cool. Legendary. That's oh, thanks, to, that's thanks to Will just popping that bad boy fucking yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah Mis- Mr. Distribution. Mr. Distribution. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> we are international. Stickers in London and... Oh, my. And yeah. London, Germany, Prestige Iceland. worldwide, wide, wide, wide. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. <laughs> 
No, but I will say it's it's been super cool seeing, you know, people that we know just like come up and be like, oh, so this is the campaign and, you know, full well knowing what's going to happen and trying not to spoil for Ooh, them yeah. or do I'm, those kind of things. I'm not remembering that. at all. Just be like, oh, fuck, what was that? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm always, like, so I'm always like, right, so what did you just listen to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, episode 15 was so good. You're like, yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure it was. Yeah, that, was uh, uh, that was only intro. six months ago for us. <laughs> can, you give me, can you give me a quick synopsis? <laughs> what part was that? <laughs> yeah, what was your favorite part explain exactly what happened in detail <laughs> did, 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 you, didn't you, you play you look at your own notes and all it says is uh, butt pucker <laughs> <laughs> yo I started notes on the first day and I think they had one word and that was it Dude, I've written that, a I'm fucking a... novel at this point with all my notes. I bet Luke is I'm our sure resident note taker he's got his notebook out here already he for does and he's just, just, just in case we had anything that we yeah. needed <laughs> let's do a fun little exercise here uh, since your notes are in front of you Fuck. flip to a random page and read us some notes Mr. Luke yeah let's see if we can figure out what was going on at the time of the notes I would just love for one of them to be like he just wrote Victor a bunch with a bunch of hearts all over it, like a little love notebook. Uh-huh. And everyone goes, no, his name's Otto. There I, is, think. There, I mean, there, there is a, there is a distinctive, like you can tell when someone like starts to turn on us. Cause then whenever, whenever they show up, their name always shows up in all caps. I'm like yelling, I'm yelling that. whatever the fuck is going on. Look at this guy. This motherfucker left us. Yeah. Blake also takes lots, lots of notes. I have a fuck ton. I have a fuck ton of notes. Oh, oh nice, yeah. dude. Blake's got a lot. Yeah. Me and Santi are the only ones that don't take notes. I got a little too much going on to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, read us a passage from your notes, good sir. Uh, I mean, what, the page I flipped to, I mean, this is pretty straightforward as to what's going on, but sometimes it just turns into I'm just writing down for my own memory what mm. the fuck we've, um, we've talked about kind yeah. of thing. So, also at the beginning of everything, whatever our addition to the world is, I try to make a note of that. So this one in particular, there were two additions, I guess, one in the Nightmare Realm and one in the Dream Realm. There's Horror Island. Yes. Yep. In the Nightmare Realm. Horror. 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 Anchorman. Island. Anchorman yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Go back to your home on Horror Island. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then Dream Realm. Uh, oh, this is the one. This is one I made. There's a traveling salesman who only sells wondrous items. I was thinking about yep. that guy the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about him as well. Doesn't that he have was, like a twin brother? He's he's the the you went to a shop. Yep. In... To talk to a gnome on the Isle of Heroes <laughs> and he yelled at you and said, uh, I only care about my wife, Belinda, and money. Yeah. And yep. uh, the, re- yep. the reason why there are two on that one is because uh, two of you rolled a nat 20 at the beginning. So that both of sense. you got to put in something into the world. Yeah. But besides yep. that, I mean... Uh, Otto has has idea. Okay, Otto has an idea to send the hollow cube to Earth. God damn it, that <laughs> bitch! That was right after he learned uh, about Cassandra yeah. when you were all eating potatoes and Dozer was running off with gobbles uh, chasing after him. Yeah, and potentially the first mention of Enmar because I have Enmar's name written in here. It just says Enmar connected to the number of eternal sleep. Uh, that was Cassandra uh, goes down a weird Twitter thread oh, um, yeah, and finds Twitter like a thing. tinfoil hat wearing dude who talks about Enmar. That's Ugh. the first time he's brought up. I feel like we argued about this last postmortem we, we, or something. Probably. We, yeah. Before. We, did, we definitely we, talked about this we were before. like, how do they know Enmar? What? That yep. doesn't track canonically. Yeah. I can also tell that like this is this was a combat episode. 
because very much in those, my notes just jump all over the place as to like what what's important, what's relevant, what's going on. Spirit finds Dozer attractive? Yeah. Question yeah. mark. I was like around the. I didn't need to write that one down, dude. I got that. I got that in the bank. It's exclamation point. That was no, like around got, the time we were have, fighting the dragon elves. Yeah, yeah. I do have. Oh, yeah. I do have down at the bottom is there is shit in all caps and it just says shit going down in hospital in Big Fork. Windows <laughs> equal broke. People equal dead. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the passage we were looking for. How many question marks? Windows equal broke? People equal dead? Because <laughs> Will tried to leave and he threw the fucking broken chair at the window and it just shattered instead of the window breaking. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. It's so fun to go back and re-listen to this stuff because any other campaign has just gone to the wind or it's just in my memories never to be brought up again so uh, that's been my favorite part of all of this and anyone who comes up and is actually interested in our story and I'm like oh my god I, I love uh, talking about this and also sorry if I say something that spoils the spoiler. it yeah. <laughs> don't worry he spoils it all the time for us too yep. guys yeah. when this man gets excited yeah, so, he can't keep it in you've gotten, no. gotten better about it I he has. has he's gotten so much better I've actively been doing mind strengthening exercises to work on not saying shit. I feel They're like I feel like good. before I used to get texts from Zach being like, "Do you want to hear my idea?" Yeah. <laughs> no, Zach, I don't. Well, I think one That's of the one right. of the biggest ones was after Ruben's encounter with with a hag mm-hmm. on the roof. Yep. We got the codex thing, uh, and then oh, while we were all like, talking about it afterwards, Zach is just. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to know what it is? <laughs> like, oh, because yeah, he goes, that's where we're going to end our session. And then post, he's like, okay, so this is where this yeah. is going to all end up. <laughs> and we're like, whoa, <laughs> fuck. Are you uh, sure about that? Are you yeah, sure excited? about that? I just really, I want to like ramp the story up to get to like where we are now. Oh yeah. But I need to, we need the build up to get there so that people are invested in it. So that we get to, to episode 26 and everyone's like, hell yeah. All right. Arc one. Fuck you, Victor. I fucking hate you, you piece of shit. shit. (laughs) Yeah, I I have to also believe it's very hard for Zach, too, because he, you know, knows where he wants the story to go, but he's the only one that knows that. And as someone that, you know, you're playing with everyone, I want want to fucking talk about it, too. I fucking dream about this shit, man. I believe it. I wake up in the middle of the night and my wife is still up because she's a maniac, but I (laughs) I pull my iPad out and start taking notes because I'm like, that'd be a cool idea. I was going to say, you should really have like a little dream journal. We have have a projector downstairs that we hook my iPad up to and then when I go to bed, I just put it down right next to me. So when I pull it up, when I wake up at three in the morning, I just immediately start writing my notes. And... (laughs) Ooh, that would be fun. projected. (laughs) is if we ourselves if we could try to write down one crazy thing from our own dreams and like that's what we try to incorporate in the world i would have to i would have to remember my dreams nope for that to happen my dreams are too fucked my dreams are too (laughs) fucked i don't have dreams that's because of all the weed okay (laughs) saito yeah it's all the weed i don't have dreams (laughs) no it's that's that's not false at all um technically like if you go to bed not sober as in like smoking weed or like drinking you're basically you don't REM sleep as much and you don't release those um, I don't even know if they're called you don't release the chemicals that give you dreams or vivid ones and then when you go to bed sober it's all bottlenecked and it all comes out all at once and so usually if you're having crazy vivid dreams just think about how you've been going to bed 
few nights before. And to add to that, if you stop smoking weed and you eat an apple before bed, it apparently makes your dreams like vibrant as fuck. Oh, the giver style. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I should try that to see if I actually dream. Go to bed sober? No, I, 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 my entire life I've rarely dreamed, like dreamt. Oh. So that's not like a sober or not sober gotcha, thing. Gotcha. Well, I'm curious I, about Will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I stopped smoking for like a week and a half, I was dreaming again. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Point I mean, of like I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always known that. I don't really care. I mean, dreaming is dreaming. Dreaming is dreaming. And with that, we'll end this postmortem. And with that, we all hope you have some sweet dreams. Have some tonight. sweet, sweet dreams. Eat a fucking sweet apple and go to bed. Sweet an apple. Angel. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode of Postmortem and listening to just uh, five dudes in one brain cell. Yeah. And Tune catch us on we- our other podcast. Tune in next week to NPR. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This is 98.764. What the fuck? Tuning out. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for the past year of support and reaching out and messages, likes, follows, all that fun stuff. Pat yourselves on the back. And make sure to uh, pass us along to a friend that you might think will enjoy some D&D podcasting. Make sure to check us out on our socials at Pod and our Instagram, Pod as well. And uh, we'll see you next time. Smooches. Later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.